if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, Lux Lifers. My clients are getting crazy results with the Stop Dieting Forever process. And I want to continue to share their success stories with you to keep inspiring you. I want you to see what is possible when you decide just to say yes to yourself. And I know you're like, ugh, I want to say yes. But it's scary, right? It's scary to say yes and to abandon everything that you've known up until now. It's scary to say, yeah, I want to learn this process. And it is totally easier to say no and keep doing what you've been doing. But at what point will that cycle of keep doing what you've been doing to get the same results just become unbearable for you? I just want to encourage you to begin. Just take the first step. And as I continue to share these client testimonials, I want you to hear how they were scared to say yes. But what happens when they do say yes to themselves? And to help you take the first step, I'm running a special holiday edition of Lose Your Next 10 Pounds Without Dieting Weight Loss Challenge. The week before Thanksgiving in the United States of America and the U.S., I'm going to show you how to get your mind right so you come out of this pandemic holiday having lost weight. Now think about it. Most of us do the same things every holiday season. We have rituals, right? We have the same activities and events that we go to. We eat the same comfort foods. We see the same people every season. We decorate our homes with the same decorations. We send out Christmas cards or holiday cards to the same list of people every year. It's our routine. This is just how we do the holidays. But because of the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of those same traditions we may have to let go of this year. And change can be hard. Our favorite holiday events may have to be virtual. We may not be able to see all of our loved ones like we're used to. If you decide to travel anywhere, that's going to be even more stressful than it normally is. And if your mind isn't prepared to deal with all of this change and you know you're an emotional eater, guess what? You're going to end up turning to food to help you cope. No, listen, there is a better way. Learning how to manage your mind and deal with the challenges we're facing is crucial, and I am going to help you do just that. We are going to do this together. Beginning November 16th, I am running a very special holiday edition of the Lose Your Next 10 Pounds Without Dieting 5-Day Challenge. As always, it is 100% free. 
And it could just be what you need if you're worried about how you're going to experience this holiday season without overeating. You can sign up right now at loseyournext10.com, and that's the number 10. So loseyournext10.com. And I will walk you through step by step how to do this holiday season in a way that has you feeling proud of yourself on January 1st instead of feeling guilty about the weight that you've gained. All right, so go to loseyournext10.com to sign up and get started. I know Christmas is a few weeks away, but I have an amazing gift for you today. In today's client interview, you will hear from Nicolay. She came to me after participating in a Lose 10 Challenge, and she wanted to keep her progress going. She wanted to continue to shed her pandemic pounds. And most importantly, she was very, very adamant about learning how to eradicate her emotional eating once and for all. Now, Nicolay is a life coach herself, so she knows and completely understands the power of coaching, and she knew that I would be able to help her with more than just her weight. As you hear Nicolay's story and you listen to her journey of how she lost her first 10 pounds without dieting, you will see how transformational this process was for her. Not only did she lose the 10 pounds, but I want you to listen in to hear everything that she gained in the process. All right, enjoy this special episode with my client, Nicolay. Hey, Lux Lifers, I've got another client success story for you all today. I know you love the client success stories. It's always good when you can hear someone's example of what is possible especially when they follow the Stop Dieting Forever formula. So today I've got Nicolay here with us, and she's going to talk to us about how she lost her first 10 pounds without dieting. Hello, Nicolay. Hi, Jennifer. It's so good to be here. I'm really excited. <laughs> good. First of all, I have to tell you, tell everyone a funny story. When we first met on our consult, <laughs> and your name is spelled Nicole. Correct. Right? And so when you got on the phone, I was like, hi. And you were like, this is Nicolay. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Nicolay. Like, yes. let's get this right. <laughs> but I love it. Tell, Thank tell you. the people a story about Nicolay. Oh, goodness. So I was born Nicole for like maybe three days. And then my mom's friend says, everybody's named Nicole. She should be Nicolay. So I became Nicolay, which is what my parents and old friends call me, but everybody else called me Nicole. So when I was about 10 years old, I discovered the world of foreign accents. And so I put an accent, but the wrong one on the E. And then when I got to high school, I discovered the correct accent, which is the French accent grave. So I put the upward sloping accent and then became Nicolet. So that's my story. So really and truly, I think I'm just Nicole. <laughs> I love it. I think I love saying your name. Nicolet. Thank you. <laughs> so I might say it a lot during this interview. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right. So before we jump into your weight, just tell everyone who you are, what you do. And then I guess that kind of leads into how you found me. Okay, sure. So my name is Nicolet. I'm a Christian life coach. I'm also at the very beginning of my business, and I also have been working on my weight for a long time. I've struggled with my weight pretty much all my life. 
And so I had been on a very strict diet and workout program for a year. I lost, I had started at 197 and I had gone down to as low as 155, but I could not sustain that diet anymore. It was very strict and rigid. So I came off of it because I wanted to figure out how to not eat emotionally. So I was working on that on my own for a year. I gained a few pounds, but I was able to hold steady until Corona. So coronavirus came along and I was doing okay. And then I think I gave into anxiety and I found myself snacking a lot and kind of eating my way through all the issues that I was dealing with. And I had gained, mm, I want to say about eight pounds And when I finally got on a scale and saw it, I put myself back together and lost two pounds. But in the meantime, I was also looking for information about how to grow my business. And I was listening to a coach and she had posted, Stacey Bayman, and she had posted some of her coach clients who were talking about how they were dealing with everything that was happening in the society. And I came across your post, Jennifer, where you were talking about what happened with George Floyd and how you went off and processed all of that. And I felt very drawn to how you processed your story, discovered you were a weight loss coach and that it was called Stop Dieting Forever. And I was like, hmm. And then I found a coaches collective and you were there too. And then I started listening to your podcast and it made sense. And I must tell you, I was thinking of joining a group coaching, but then I said, no, I want one-on-one coaching for my brain and for my weight. Are and you so, going to join group coaching for weight loss? Yes. I wanted okay. to join a group coaching for weight loss, but I also wanted mindset coaching and I was trying to figure out how to get all of that done. And then I heard you say that you are a life and weight loss coach. And then on your podcast, I heard you say that you had helped somebody not only lose her first 10 pounds, but you know she also gained her first client. I was like, I think I want to work with this lady. So I booked a consult with you. And here we are today. And here we are today. Yeah. I love coaching. You have just such a beautiful presence and <laughs> you just take to this work like you just do it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm laughing because there is so much internal resistance to, and I guess we may talk about that later, but just even the whole concept of your thoughts create your results. Like mentally, I accepted it, but when I started doing the work, there was so much resistance to that. So I'm happy to hear that you have experienced me as taking to the work because there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to take mm-hmm. the work, to do yes. the work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. So let's start with your weight. So when mm-hmm. you came to me, you were, do you remember how much you weighed? Yeah, I was 170 pounds. So it's funny, I had my own scale had me at 168, so I didn't feel too badly. And then you send a scale to your clients when we sign up. And I got that scale and I stepped on it in the evening and it said 176 pounds. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got on the next morning and I weighed first thing in the morning and it was 
170, if I remember correctly. I think I have. Yes, it was yeah. 170. 170.6. Oh, thank you. Yes, I have it written down too. Yeah, 170.6. Yeah. That's, so that's officially where I started with you in the middle of August. And your goal is what? To lose 20 pounds, right? My overall, oh, so my initial, mm-hmm. my initial goal with you was to get to 150. Mm-hmm. That's what I told you. And then I think within a week, I was like, that's too safe a goal. And that's not what I really want. What I really want is to get down to 130. And just saying that kind of got stuck in my throat. But I said, <laughs> I'll set that goal anyway and work on believing it. So Yeah. Why did you think you set the first goal at 150 and then what was your shift when you were like, uh, maybe not because a lot of people do that, right? They'll say, Oh, I want to lose this amount of weight because I think I can get there. Like it seems Mm -hmm. like it might not be as difficult, but that's not their true number that they want to get to. So what was the change for you? I decided to stop playing safe. 150 felt doable. I had gained weight from 155 Um, 150 felt doable. 130 felt like what I had done when I was in my 20s and had gone on one of, uh, it was a fit for life diet. And I did that one too. (laughs) Okay, there we go, right? We can can swap notes. Uh 130 felt like the upper limit of what I was when I was maintaining that size in my 20s. And it just felt impossible because getting down from 197 pounds to 155 under the very strict diet and exercise regimen felt punishing. So I couldn't imagine myself getting below 150 without punishing myself, right? So That's huge, yeah. So it just didn't feel safe and 150 felt safe. But then I'm a life coach and we're supposed to be honest (laughs) with ourselves (laughs) first. And 150 was not what I really wanted. I really do want to get down to 130. And so I said, okay, let's start off with what I want. And let me just put it out there. Let me laugh at myself, but keep it out there. So the shift, I think after telling you that my goal was 150, it just didn't feel true. And I don't sleep well when stuff doesn't feel true and I value my sleep. So it was like... Yeah, yeah, good. And I'm glad you recognize that. Yeah. And you were able to make that mental shift earlier on. Um, yes. Because I see it so many times. And I love what I do is when it comes to weight loss and thinking about our goal is traditionally professional dieters believe like, oh, I got to deprive myself. It's going to be hard. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be yeah. an awful experience to get to this goal weight. Mm-hmm. But what I love doing when we think about our goal is that we think about the possibility of weighing that goal. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's not yeah. like it's so foreign or it's so far away or I have to really feel terrible to get to the goal. It's like, well, let's just think about the possibility of it, right? Exactly. And I have to say, I skipped out a point. I had joined your challenge before coming on the consult with you. Okay. So you did so the I, next lose, next yeah, lose your next, next 10 day. pounds without yeah. dieting challenge. Exactly. I think it was in late July or early August. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And there was something that you said, first of all, you were just very believable, but there's something that you said one night in one of your lives, you said, when I work with my clients, I don't allow them to fail. I got you, girl, you said. I got you. That clearly was what I needed to hear because I think even just changing my goal to 130 
I believed that I would have the support I needed to get there or even close to there, whatever was possible, without self mutilation. (laughs) (laughs) Without (laughs) without the extreme. Jennifer, I lost weight first before you eating food that could, a meal that could fit in the palm of my hand. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know that, that was there. just not real. It was just not sustainable. Been there and done that. It's like you grit your teeth. You try to yeah. like use willpower to Will, like yeah. not eat anything or eat these terrible packets of pre-prepared foods or and cleanses dehydrated and pills and, and weight loss pills because of my age. Cause I'm 50. I have to, I want to put that out there as well yeah. guys. Cause I'm 50 and premenopausal. And I've lost my first 10 pounds without dieting, without pills, mm-hmm. without, without even exercising regularly because, thank you, Corona, <laughs> I'm not going to the gym anymore and, you know, I'm working on my motivation. But it is possible. And I was able to switch the goal because I believed I would be supported in doing it in a way that wasn't punishing. Yes. No need to cut yourself. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. We, we do it in a much loving way, right? I teach y'all you all how go. to love your journey every exactly. single day. Exactly. So you got down to, you lost your first 10 pounds without dieting. And I love just explaining to y'all out there, you professional dieters believe that you can only lose weight while you're on a diet. And that is not true. Mm. That's why I mm. keep bringing my clients on to show you that it is possible because you yes. can listen to my story and take it with a grain of salt, but you can lose weight without dieting. Mm-hmm. And I just think that is so magnificent. And if I had known this back like 20 years ago when I was stuck <laughs> on like front seat on the weight loss struggle bus, I would have paid a gazillion dollars for yeah. somebody to teach me how to do this. Mm-hmm. So tell mm-hmm. me about mm-hmm. your experience with the first 10, because it took you about nine weeks to lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I thought that you would be interested in finding out what we eat. To this day, you have not looked at one of my meal plans. I have you have not, not asked looked at what you for eat one of now. them. No, you've just taught me what to eat, meaning how to make a food list, like to choose what I like and what I think. So you have that list of energy foods and then fun foods. And then just that's your list, right? That's, that's my your yeah. meal plan. So I taught you how to create how to create my meal, own meal plan. Meal plan. Yeah. So I have my list of foods that I like that give me energy and foods that I like that may not be quote unquote so great for me in terms of weight loss or health, but it's just food that I like. And then the foods that I know are literally foods I don't like. You don't have that list. I have that list. You didn't tell me what to put on it. So that was the first, like, woohoo! <laughs> and then... Because I just want to make a real quick point. Mm-hmm. If I had given you a meal plan, or if I had told you, like, eat this, don't eat this, that is, like, no that's a different diet. from a diet. That ex- that's exactly what it would have been. It would have yeah. been a diet. So one of the things that you do teach is to plan your meals, to plan what you're going to eat, and to follow your plan, and to really pay attention to your thoughts, to when your day goes well in terms of your eating, following your plan, what were the thoughts that contributed to that. You teach getting on the scale every day and coaching yourself around the results. 
that's a whole other story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, for me, just being able to plan my meals myself, choose what I wanted to eat myself, check the results myself, and learn how to coach myself around the results. And then I think the most challenging part for me, as I said earlier, was to learn how to pay attention not to what I was eating, but to why I was eating, to my yeah. thoughts. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a sticking point for me because the dieter's brain is real. And the dieter's brain for me says, make sure you're only eating these things. Make sure you're not eating too many carbs. Make sure that if you lose half a pound, make sure you notice what you ate that day that you lost half a pound so you can repeat that success. It was, it's very formulaic and very rigid, right? The dieter's brain. And I remember <laughs> in one of our coaching sessions, I had gained like 0.2 pounds <laughs> and I was freaking out about, I gained 0.2 pounds. And, and I was saying, you know, it's my hormones. It, and in my evaluation, I had said, my action was going to be, I'm going to tweak my food. And you said, Nicole, why are you going to tweak your food and not your thoughts? And I was like, why did I tell this woman that she can coach me? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's right. I love it was triggering like, my clients. <laughs> it was like, bingo. I was like, it's my thoughts. And it was... And so I really tried it the next day. I really, like, I planned my meals. I paid attention to what I was thinking when I was planning. I deliberately tried to focus on planning. Okay, I want to eat something that I enjoy that will really sustain me throughout the day. Every time I want to eat, I want to pay attention to what I'm thinking. Am I really hungry? When I'm eating, I want to pay attention to, can I stop now? Am I satisfied now? And from then on, I began to notice that the days that the scale went down, I was very focused on my thoughts. The days that the scale went up, I was just not focused on my thoughts. Like maybe I was eating while working or I was eating while watching TV. So I wasn't paying attention to whether I was satisfied or if I had gone to full. So I was overeating and not paying attention or I was having thoughts like I'm beyond satisfied, I'm full, but it tastes so good. One more bite won't hurt. <laughs> I think everybody has that thought. <laughs> right? We all do. I had that thought this week. Mm-hmm. And, and so I noticed that the more I paid attention to my thoughts and then- But me- I just want to make a point there real quick. Yes. That thought right there isn't going to get you to the result that you want. Right? No, the it food doesn't. is so yeah. good, one more bite won't, won't hurt. hurt. Right? And so we mm-hmm. tell ourselves like, one more bite, we're just going to keep eating that is not going to get you to your results. So when I say your thoughts create your results, those are the thoughts that we want to eradicate. And we want to be able to create new thoughts that enable us to create actions that will help us lose weight. So I was look. I finally did my September evaluation. (laughs) Oh, good. And I was looking at what were the thoughts that created the results? Because in the middle of, in around like the middle of September, my weight got stuck one week. Like, It went up the scale and kind of stayed there and it went down a little bit and kind of stayed there. And then finally it began going down and I made a note of where it went down and it was where I began to focus on my thoughts. 
And I noticed when I look back, the thoughts I began to think for like three to four weeks was, it's my thoughts that create my results. I practiced that thought every single day. And that's when I noticed that I was very focused on how much I can get away with eating mm, mm-hmm. without gaining weight. And that's, yeah. not, that's not a thought that's going to help me to lose weight. Yeah. And also the thought of I'm satisfied, but let me just have one more bite not only does it help me gain weight, which is the opposite of what I want, but as a recovering emotional eater, it was preventing me from actually dealing with the problems or the issues that I needed to work through instead of eating my way through them. So focusing on the thoughts helps me to uncover why I'm overeating in the first place and gives me an opportunity to choose to work through that in some other way than distracting myself with the pleasure of eating this additional piece of chicken or this spoonful of risotto or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I love the fact, first of all, you consider yourself any recovered emotional eater, mm-hmm. right? You're no longer identifying as an emotional eater. I don't. I truly don't. That is just exciting to me that mm-hmm. right now I'm generally eating two meals a day because that's all I want. I'm not hungry after I've had my second meal for the day and at seven o'clock, I'm thinking, should I, am I hungry? It's like, nope. Okay. Moving on. That is so empowering when you can get to that place. It is. (laughs) It's amazing. The other um, thought that you uncovered, which I think was huge. And I just want to point it out is when you discovered that you were telling yourself like, how much can I eat and get away with? Mm-hmm. and still continue to lose weight. And I think that is such a common dieter's mistake. It's a yes. dieter's thought. It's like we feel so deprived because we're on this diet mm-hmm. and we're starting to see results. But then it's like, well, if I eat a little bit more, can I still lose weight? If I have another extra yeah. bite, can I still lose weight? Like how much food can I actually get away with? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. still lose weight before I, you know, mess up my results. And I was like, right. and now I was like, no, that's not the way that we look at food anymore. Right, right. We listen intuitively. We listen to our bodies intuitively to tell us when we've had enough and when it's time to begin to eat. And so I'm so proud of you for catching that. That was like a light bulb moment for me. And then let's flip that because the flip side of learning to not overeat, of learning to lose weight without dieting is that it brings up all the reasons you're overeating in the first place. Hello. <laughs> and, and then you have a choice. How am I going to deal with these things? And overeating in the moment for me is because I'm deriving pleasure from it and relief from something. Yeah. So if I decide that I'm going to stop eating because I'm now satisfied with the food, then whatever else is causing dissatisfaction in my mind, I need to deal with that. I'm not going to deal with it with food. So in order to handle that, I have to figure that part out. And I think that's the important piece of the equation, that we're no longer using food to anesthetize ourselves from, the, from all the things that are bothering us. Like most of us who are overweight are overweight for a reason. It's not just because we love food. It's because we can't we, stop eating it. 
we can't stop eating it because we're not dealing with something because we're not dealing with the stress of our work day or we're not dealing with the stress of home or we're not dealing with our boredom or there's something that we're not dealing with and it's just way easier to eat and enjoy that and use that to distract us from something else that seems harder to solve. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you. Putting on the hat of the listener, the woman who is out there Mm. wants to lose weight and she's listening and she was like, ooh, that sounds like a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of thinking. <laughs> That's a lot of just being really observant. Dieters, we like to just give us the thing. Give us the plan. Tell us what to do. And we go off and do it. So for a professional dieter who is just used to wanting to like just tell me what to do versus like, mm-hmm. wait, I got to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. What would you tell that person? Well, first of all, if you've lost weight and gained it before, once or more than once, then you realize that you need to figure out how to lose weight and keep it off. And you're not going to figure out how to lose weight and keep it off by following somebody else's diet that does not address your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions that drive you to overeat. Yeah. Because it's not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. Because you don't have any input into it. You're Mm -hmm. just using strict willpower to follow this thing. And as soon as life happens, happens, right? Diet plan, poof, out the window. Out the window. And then you're beating yourself. The thought work is so worth it. Yes, it is work. But not doing the work has gotten you to where you're at right now. Say it again, Nicolay. <laughs> <laughs> For the people in the back. <laughs> Not doing the work has gotten you the results that you have right now. If you yeah. want a different result, you need to do something different. Yeah. If you want a different result, you need to think something different. So for me, the work is worth it. One of the thoughts that I've been practicing, and this came out of one of our coaching sessions, Jennifer, is the work is the reward. Mm-hmm. And... I'm journaling a lot. I'm journaling every day, twice a day. <laughs> um, I'm paying attention to my thoughts. I'm examining my thoughts. I'm not doing stuff just off the cuff. And it feels like a lack of spontaneity. But now I know how to lose weight and keep it off. And I'm satisfied. Like, what are you willing to do for a result like that? What are you willing to do to not feel enslaved to food? What are you willing to do to not have that sneaky feeling that you've gained weight, but you're not going to confront it. So you're going to just keep on wearing the sweat bottoms (laughs) and you're going to avoid the scale. Mm -hmm. Like what are you willing to do to be free from that bondage and and to just figure it out? Yeah. I love the way you say that because you're in the learning process, right? This is difficult. It's uncomfortable because you're learning a brand new way to think. Yes. You're learning a brand new way to look at food and Mm -hmm. you're unpacking and unraveling years Mm -hmm. of thinking like a dieter. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it kind of sucks in the beginning. (laughs) And truthfully, I don't want to make it sound like it's a grind because it it really is not. So it's difficult. Mm -hmm. But it's really simple. <laughs> it's so simple. I think it's, because it's so simple, we want to make it more difficult. More difficult. But it's yeah. difficult to the extent that you do have to change some habits, habits of thought. 
Yeah. And thought habits are challenging to change. You have to learn to accept yourself where you used to judge yourself a lot, right? But the beautiful thing about it is you get to know yourself so well. Mm, And I think that is what makes it, it becomes easy because now I know myself so I can plan for that. If I know that I'm going to have a day at work where it's filled with meetings and I'm working on a project that I think is going to be stressful. I plan for that. I plan to think some specific thoughts that day. I, I plan to eat something that's going to be nourishing and that will help to sustain me throughout the day. So there's a reward for the work mm-hmm. and the transformation, the day, the transformation is the thing that gets me to my goal weight. So it's almost as though the goal weight is the secondary goal now because who I'm becoming is like the more important thing because who I'm becoming is the person who can lose the weight and also the person who can reach other goals because she's learning to use her mind to get to stuff. So that's awesome. Yeah, yes. You are evolving into the next best version of you. Correct. Women come to me because they want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Right? We start with weight loss, but what you gain is so much more than just seeing a number on the scale. Like yes. you are literally, I can go on, but you are literally <laughs> changing the trajectory of your life. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Just by doing this work. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is trickling over, spilling over into your business too, as a coach. Yes. Yes, it is. Tell us about, tell us about that, Nicolette. Ah, so I've wanted to be a life coach for three years now, at least. But have a lot of imposter syndrome. The very thing that I want to work on is, is of course, the very thing that I struggle with. So I want to help other women with the same issues. But I tried other programs and I always got stuck at the actual doing the work of building the business, the actual telling people that I'm a life coach, the actual like presenting myself out there in order to be able to attract somebody who would want to work with me and to sign a client and to exchange dollars. So you were a coach in secret. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much like an (laughs) undercover coach. Like you knew Um, and your husband knew and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so when you said to me, that yes, we're going to work on weight, but you will work with me on my business as well. And at first I was hesitant because I was like, well, this is a stop dieting forever program. I don't want to waste her time bringing. So I was very hesitant and it was all me. That wasn't you, right? Then finally I began to open up. You began to ask me stuff. And I think I began to practice the thought work with the business and you taught me how to set my intentions around my business day how do i want to be how do i want to be perceived when i do a live stream from what energy do i want to present that what do i want my potential clients to hear and understand and then you taught me how to evaluate once I had done it. And that helped me get over the, the kind of imposter complex of doing a live and saying all of these things <laughs> that I teach when I'm doing my lives. And it helped me to really come from a place of authenticity. So I began to do them more often 
practicing setting my intentions in the same way as I set my intentions around my eating. Mm-hmm. And same process. Same process. And yeah. I began to really practice my thoughts. I have value. People want the value that I have. And you've also been teaching me that my business is to just put value out into the world. And it's not my business to figure out how the clients are going to come. You also taught me to set goals, weekly goals, and to think it is possible that I could sign a client today. And as I did that work, I got two consults, worked through them, evaluated them with you, you know, what went well, what didn't go well, practicing not judging myself. And then I finally signed a client, not from a consult, (laughs) (laughs) which proves your point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so now I'm continuing to dig deeper into the mind work so I can continue to set goals, sign more clients. But it's really And help more people. And help more people because that's the other thing too. You can get sidetracked and think, I need to sign a client, sign a client. But it's... I want to help people. And that helped me to be more confident going on lives, remembering that I'm doing this to help people. This makes me feel so incredibly phenomenal right now <laughs> because this is contribution, right? This yes. is you. I'm teaching you how to lose weight mm-hmm. so you can be done mm-hmm. with your weight loss struggle. Yes. And now you can blossom into the Christian life coach that you are Yes. and put more value out in the world because now you're feeling more confident and now Mm -hmm. you're attracting more people and more people are being helped by you. And I'm understanding where the results come from. So I'm learning to struggle less and to flow more and to trust more. Yeah. And this is all because... Of this work with the weight. Because you can't even (laughs) want to lose 30 pounds, 40 pounds, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. This is Mm -hmm. like, this is, yes, this is a core value of my company is contribution. So Mm -hmm. growth, love, and contribution. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the more women I can help mark weight loss done off of their to-do list, then they feel more confident. They feel more empowered. They know how to go out in the world and serve. Yes. Right, and offer their gifts and their talents, whether they're a coach or whether they're a realtor or whether they're whatever, working for nine, whatever it is, it doesn't your nine matter. Nine to five, whatever. It's nine to five. I sit at my desk at my nine to five and every day I still, I write down my intentions. I write yeah. down the thoughts I'm practicing around my job. So yes, it absolutely carries over into everything else. And, and now you're a better person because of like a better team member because of your thinking more intentionally and you're being, yes. you know, thinking about your work and the people, you, your coworkers in a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just a beautiful, beautiful ripple it effect. Is. And I just love hearing about it. It's been great working with you. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to the rest of this time and getting to my goal weight and getting to my business goals and showing people that this is possible and it's possible without the stress. And it's, you know, whatever struggle is there is good struggle. It's totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. Good. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so let's talk about, let's go back to food. Yes. What are you surprised that you're still eating now and you're able to lose weight? Okay, so I have a fun meal every week. And 
I'm surprised that I'm having that fun meal every week. My Jamaican <laughs> rice and peas and I love a good fried chicken. And if we're not doing it, then I'm going for some Popeye's fried chicken. <laughs> right? Like the worst possible, like the greasiest. Oh, uh, thinking about that gives me indigestion. But hey. Hey, you know. You like um, what you like. <laughs> you like what you like. Or... Or maybe I make myself a really great grilled cheese sandwich with some cold cuts and stuff, just whatever. And week to week, my, my weight averages are still going down. That, again, it's not just about the food. It's really about thinking about what is food doing for me. And, and it's strange because now my fun foods list, I had this long list of fun foods and I'm, I'm not eating like, 75% of them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because it's just not doing for me what it was doing yeah. before. You're shifting. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely shifting because food is not playing the same role in my life that it used to. Yeah. I'm not using food to distract myself. So I don't need a bag of Cheetos to feel better about my day. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm enjoying my really healthy meals. There's nothing in my healthy meals that I dislike eating. I'm not eating anything I don't like. My fun foods, my rice and peas, my gravy, my fried chicken, my pizza, whatever it is that I have for my fun food, I'm doing it because I enjoy the meal. And then when I'm done, I'm done. I'm not overeating it. If I'm satisfied, I stop. So that I think has been my my biggest surprise that it really is true that I can have ice cream or whatever that's on my fun foods list in my overall plan mm-hmm. and still work my way down the numbers on that scale. Yeah. I love that. I love, <laughs> I've talked to so many women who are like, what do you mean I can eat anything? Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? There's no good food, bad food. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's such freedom because now I don't have to be freedom. like, I don't have to be like, okay, we can't have certain foods in the house. I, I have chips. I love chips. I've had chips in my pantry now for weeks. Normally those disappear in like five minutes flat. Mm-hmm. Inhaled, gone to my hips. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now you're able to exist in the home with chips in the Without pantry. Them, and it's not a struggle. It's not, not a like, problem. Oh God, I can't have these chips. No, it's, it's mm-hmm. fine. You can I, put anything in the house and it's fine. I just coached someone this week mm-hmm. about throwing away a certain food that she's like, I can't have it in the house. I overeat. I can't have it. So I just threw it away. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is the dieter's way of dealing with mm-hmm. being out of control. Yeah. I was like, we want to get you to the point where you can exist in the house with this food and it's not a problem. It's really important to examine the thought behind that because in my mind, I'm thinking if I blow it with this meal, if I overeat it on this thing, then Everything is all gone to pot. I've messed it up. It makes no sense. I can't lose weight. I'm going to gain weight. And that's my destiny forever. And that's really the thought behind it. It's like, I cannot afford to make one mistake. But if we learn that we can learn from our mistakes, which is what you teach. Yeah, that's a lot of stress. stress. You're like, oh my God, I can't make a mistake. No, but if if you're like, okay, I can have this food in the house, Mm -hmm. but let me learn how to eat this. Let me learn how to deal with my thoughts around this. And that's a much more sustainable way. And then as you always teach us, how can I learn from myself? Yeah. Huge. Big. Huge. Massive. Like, yay. (laughs) Yeah, that takes the pain out of 
learning, yes. right? Because you are learning, but yes. sometimes when you're on a diet and you feel like the weight is going up, like when your your weight mm-hmm. went up 0.2 pounds yeah. and you thought that the world was coming to an end, it was like, no, this is an opportunity to learn from yourself. Exactly. What have we learned here, Nicolay? And you <laughs> figured it out. And figured it out. For whoever is listening, our weight doesn't go down on the straight line. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> when I look when Not I at look all. at my numbers, they go down and up and down and up. It's generally going down, but you have those days when it goes up. When you're struggling with some kind of thought and you work your way through it until it starts to go down. And that's why the work is worth it. Because you're overcoming things that you're going to be able to apply those lessons when those things come up back when you're like 10 pounds lighter or 20 pounds lighter and those same issues rear their heads again, you can deal with them. You know how to deal with it because in the past when the weight starts to go up, up, up and you're looking at the daily fluctuations and you start beating yourself up and you're like, oh my God, this isn't working. And so what happens? People quit. Mm -hmm. They give Mm -hmm. up on themselves. Yeah. And they watch, they give up and they're like, whatever, I'm just going to eat whatever. And they watch the weight go up, 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 up. And then they get mm. to a point where like, oh my God, I got to do something. Yes. Right? My pants yeah. are getting too tight or. And so you go on another crash diet because it's so and urgent. you try to you've, figure it out. You have mm-hmm. to lose the weight now because, you know, this is a much better way. And I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm learning this from you and that this is how it just totally makes sense. And didn't you hit your new a uh, new low weight today? I was looking. Yes, yes. So go Nicolay, um, go Nicolay, <laughs> go Nicolay. So, Nicole. I'm so excited. So I started with you at one seventy point six, and then I hit one sixty a couple of weeks ago, and I'm currently at one fifty eight point two. Amazing. I oh. This is just <laughs> without dieting. Without dieting. And I'm looking at my face and I'm seeing my, it's like, hello, cheekbones. Nice to see you again. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's awesome. It's like, I, I just love it. I just love yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. I want to just point out. So it took you about nine weeks to lose 10 pounds. And for the professional dieter, that may seem like, oh my God, it took her a long time to lose 10 pounds. But like you said, mm-hmm. if you're used to doing something quick, fast, quick crash diet, mm-hmm. cut out entire food groups, mm-hmm. stop eating certain foods, mm-hmm. you know, if you do that, then yeah, you lose weight quickly, but you also gain it back very quickly. There you go. Plus you some. Go. Yeah. So taking your time in the beginning where you're learning and it's a little uncomfortable and it mm-hmm. kind of sucks and you're learning, but you get to this result, I guarantee that your the rest of your weight loss is going to go a little bit faster. I love that because you yeah. know we, there's this thing that your last ten pounds are the hardest. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in your first ten pounds are the hardest when you're not dieting. How about yeah. that? <laughs> yes, when you're not absolutely. Dieting. I totally. Yeah. Agree. I feel but it. I this is why I love bringing clients on after you guys lose your first ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's such an amazing milestone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then you've yeah. done it without restricting yourself, without depriving yourself, without following a meal plan, without mm-hmm. me telling you, don't eat this, mm-hmm. eat that, mm-hmm. measure mm-hmm. this. There you go. This week, I had ribs. Oh, yummy. Yeah, I had ribs with veggies and stuff. And I think I had a piece of sweet potato or something. And my dieter's brain was freaking out. 
And the next morning, weight down. Because again, just the thought behind my food, just the thought behind my eating, just it's, I'm losing weight without dieting and without telling myself that the only foods I don't allow myself to eat are foods I don't like. Mm, that's and that's easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me eat a Brussels sprout. Oh, I love Brussels sprouts. Jennifer. Uh, I'm going to come live with you. <laughs> I hate them. I cannot. I just... The smell, the smell is, no, the smell is, but I've learned, I, I Googled it. And if you cook it for five minutes or under, you don't get the smell. Still, I don't like the taste. I don't like cabbage. So mm. it's oh, well, there you like go. Same family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Nicolay, it's been so much fun talking to you and hearing about your journey. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? The woman who is like, this sounds really good, but I don't know. Just start. Yeah. Yeah. Just start. You are not going to necessarily believe that you can do it, but in this process, you will actually learn to believe that you can do it. I think many of us, myself included, have made the mistake of not stepping into the future that you want because you don't believe you can have it. But if you want it, that's valid enough reason to start. Take the first step. Take the first step. You're not going to accomplish anything by not taking the first step. So just give yourself the option of succeeding by taking that first step. Yeah, I have to say, none of my clients are like <laughs> when they first start working with me. Yeah. They're, you guys are all fearful. Oh, I Absolutely. started yesterday and she was like, I'm so scared. I was like, good. <laughs> this is the best feeling. Yeah. 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 It, it, I don't it want is, you to be comfortable. Like this is a brand new journey for you. It's an opportunity to even understand the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Why so, are you afraid? So, so take, take the risk. Spend the money. Invest the money. Invest the time, invest the effort. It's more than just weight loss. You are creating your best self. Your future self will thank you. Are you glad you made the investment, (laughs) Nicolay? Okay, we're laughing because I was like, I I can't make this investment right now. I'm coming on this consult call because I just, I plan to do this like in six months time, but I can't do it now. But um, I'm absolutely glad. This has been more than worth the investment. The investment has paid for itself in transformation. You cannot put a value on the transformation. And I'm saying that with my whole heart as your client. And I'm also saying it as a life coach who works with clients. Like the money is the least. It doesn't feel that way when you're about to make the investment and you're not even sure that you believe that you can accomplish what you want to accomplish. It doesn't feel that way when you're scared, but you just have to believe that it's true. You just have to believe that it's possible. Yeah. And it's totally, it's beyond worth the investment. All right. 
On yeah. that note, <laughs> <laughs> Nicolay, how can people find you on the World Wide Web? And tell people who you help. You're a Christian life coach, but who do I'm you I'm a help? Christian life coach. I work with women who have dreams of doing something that they believe is God's purpose, but you struggle with imposter syndrome. You struggle with procrastination. You struggle with fear, self-esteem, and you just won't take that step or you take the step and you go back. I work with women to get out of their brain and to start doing the darn thing. <laughs> All right now. Yeah. And where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at I am com, and that's spelled N-I-C-O-L-E Thompson. So it's I am Nicolay Thompson and also on my website, I am com. But I'm very active on Facebook. I am Nicolay Thompson. Instagram, I am Nicolay Thompson. Come and follow me and let's chat. Yeah, I just started following you on Instagram. I was like, Yeah, I saw that this morning. I was like, Ooh, I'm really important now. My coach is following me. I'm following you. And your lives on Facebook are amazing. So thank you. I'm going to put your links in the show notes so everybody can find you directly. But people, go check out Nicolay's lives. She's very eloquent in (laughs) how she speaks and motivational in your message. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I've, I've really been inspired by you as well. So this is definitely a mutual admiration society. <laughs> God, I can't wait to meet all my clients in person. It's going to be yeah. fun. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Nicolai, for your time. And thank you for having me. This was awesome being able to share our work together and how you've helped. And everybody, sign with Jennifer. Do the work. <laughs> <laughs> Come and do it. It's do awesome. The reward is in the work. Yes, it is. It is. All right. All right, Lux Lifers, continue to live Lux, and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.